the more climate activists we have across the world there are more climate deniers as well hello and namaste from palavi welcome to my podcast eco friendly kind world and today our guest is one of the most influencing personality or i should say climate activist on social media chiral ketni he's the top 50 global influencers in climate science and forecast on twitter and he was also ranked one global influencer for education and public awareness in the climate change debate chiral is an author a public speaker and a commentator on msm and social media on the politics of climate crisis he has authored the book carbon politics and is currently working on the climate brawl hashtag versus climate denial the politics of the climate crisis he's also known for having inspired the popular hashtag on twitter climate brawl so let's welcome chiral on our podcast in today's episode Hi Gerald, how are you doing today? I'm very good and I'm very happy to be here. It was very nice of you to invite me. Thank you so much and it's my sheer pleasure and honor to have you on my podcast and namaste from India. <laughs> well, thank you and I'm here in Ottawa by the way. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to have you. So Gerald, my first question to you Can you please tell more about your book Carbon Politics and that trending hashtag climate brawl that how did you start it and what is the story behind it Sure I'd be pleased to give the background Over a decade yeah. ago I started looking more into uh, climate change and climate denialism I was okay. frustrated about how very little was being done when the science was so strong mm-hmm. uh, and to better understand what was going on that's why i wrote the book carbon politics and the failure of the kyoto protocol uh that was over 10 years ago it was to really understand how the international negotiations took place how the un fccc and the ipcc how they worked and to get a better understanding what was happening on the international stage more recently mm-hmm. i've switched to look at the, at the impact of climate denialism on american politics and that's the book mm-hmm. i'm currently working on at the present time that you mentioned mm-hmm. I, i i started on social media especially attacking climate deniers i was already yeah. on disturbed about how many of them were out there they were very aggressive very mm-hmm. loud There wasn't as many as people thought, but because they were so aggressive and so loud, they seemed to be a lot more than they were. I think I started yeah. like most other people did. I they would make some silly claim that the science was wrong, and I would give them yeah. a reference to the IPCC or to a scientific journal or to NASA saying, "Oh, they were wrong. This is what science says." I did that for quite a while. And it didn't have much of an impact because what they would do is saying okay well what about this and so then you would send them another link to show they're wrong and then they say well what about this <laughs> yeah you you get caught in their game that's what they want they want to give the impression that there is a debate going on about the science when there isn't mm-hmm. there's no debate among scientists at all what's going on about the science of climate change and so i decided mm-hmm. to take a different tack 
instead of just showing them science all the time, and I still show them the odd paper or the odd reference to disavow what they're saying, I, I ask them, well, where's your evidence that what you say is true? Show me your peer-reviewed studies that says whatever claim you made is true. Mm -hmm. Well, that changes yeah. discussion completely because they can't. Because yeah. there's no science to back them up. And so then I, you, you take control of the conversation by doing that. And then they have to defend their position instead of you trying to defend science all the time, which doesn't mean defending, especially on Twitter, by anybody. Yeah. In the middle of 2018, I was in a challenging, a very high profile climate denier. And this person had tens of thousands of followers. And they I were very loyal to them. And so I was not only discussing it with this one high profile climate denier, there was hundreds mm -hmm. of these people that came out of the Twitterverse to start attacking me. Uh, this went on for uh, actually a long weekend. And literally there was over 100,000 impressions on Twitter from that engagement. And I was exhausted. And you say, well, how can you get exhausted over a Twitter battle? <laughs> it's effective. Because what you do is you keep, you keep on defending and attacking and attacking and attacking. And the other thing I noticed is that there were a lot of other people on Twitter that also supported the science. But I had no way of easily contacting them. And so then, as this continued for a little while longer, uh, with other similar engagements, I thought, why not put out a hashtag? And that hashtag was going to be an appeal for help, sort of like a bat signal for Batman when he's uh, when he's uh, he wants help. Mm -hmm. and I put out the hashtag Climate Brawl. I didn't know if it would have any impact at all or what would happen. And to my pleasant surprise, it, it was an immediate success. Lots of people there wanted to help and they wanted to work together to challenge the climate deniers. And this was in February of, of 2019. We just celebrated the third anniversary of the climate brawl hashtag. We have a community called the Friends of Climate Brawl. There are literally thousands of, of members from around the world and we're there mm -hmm. to support each other. And the basic goal is to challenge the propaganda and lies of climate deniers and social media, namely Twitter. Interesting. Okay. So uh, what do you think? I mean, is there, uh, is that an intentional attempt to, you know, uh, are the climate deniers, are they like intentionally attacking the climate activists who are, um, you know, of anyone, any individual who are working for environmental protection. So do you think that is an intentional attempt or, you know, because we have all the proofs and they don't have anything to show that, you know, the science says that climate change is happening, right? So uh, what do you think? Science denialism has been around for a long time, for centuries, mm -hmm. since science itself was being developed. Climate denialism mm -hmm. itself is more recent. The climate change issues is relatively newer by comparison, but certainly since mm -hmm. 2000, climate denialism has, has reared its ugly head. Why is that? It's related to ideology. Uh, um, people yeah. more on the conservative side of the political spectrum. Uh, mm -hmm. They generally will believe in smaller government 
And they've been led to believe that science is somehow infringing on their liberties and their freedom, which isn't true. Mm -hmm. The idea of having regulations on greenhouse gases isn't to take away their freedom, it's to protect their lives and the lives of their families. But the problem is there's been a lot of propaganda out there, especially from big oil, that for decades have hired the world's leading PR firms, public relation firms, to promote lies about science of climate change. And especially the people on the conservative side, they just, they automatically accept this. And they mm-hmm. see that this is a way of, of joining in and challenging legitimate science, which makes no sense. Denialism itself is, is a mechanism to protect people from something they fear. It was actually discovered by Freud. And what for whatever reason, even though all the reasons are false, most climate deniers fear what the science of climate change represents to them. Not the science per se, but from a very selfish point of view. What's deeply disturbing mm-hmm. to me is these fears are totally unjustified. What they should yeah. be doing is the threat of the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, so good to know that, you know, that has helped you build a community that friends of climate brawl and, you know, the more they attack, the stronger we become, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. I'm very pleased about the, the friends of climate brawl have changed the Twitterverse. The, there's certainly climate deniers are out there, but mm-hmm. they are, they've given up trying to share phony science a lot than you do before. You still see the odd one, but it's usually from a novice climate denier. Most of them don't bother because as soon as they do, they're just overwhelmed by science from a whole pile of different sources, challenging them for promoting such garbage on Twitter. We've also seen that overall climate denialism has declined, but there is a hardcore group Certainly Mm -hmm. the interaction over the last few years that we've seen from climate deniers has declined. And also at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's changed. The days of them showing some phony graph or some phony data from a climate denial blog site, I hardly ever see that anymore. And that's because they can't defend those positions when they get attacked. What they do today is they'll babble on for ages about rants and raves that actually mean anything, or they're just insulting. And the insults can be pretty nasty, by the way. They make accusations and they swear at you and all that other stuff. It's The Twitterverse is a, mm-hmm. it's a strange place because when they have done that, what they're doing is admitting that they've lost. And so actually it's a mm-hmm. sign of victory. And by all the insults I get, I guess I have lots of victories the way things are going. That's so good to know that, you know, that you have uh, observed that reduction in climate denial because that was my next question to you that uh, do you feel that, you know, posting on social media, uh, how it is important and does it create any difference? So, yeah, would you like to say more on that? Yeah, certainly Twitter is not the real world. It's a virtual world, but it does reflect Mm -hmm. the real world and it influences people. And the climate denialism that I see on Twitter, 
are exactly the same when I've looked at my studies looking at in American politics in, in Congress, where the same sort of discussions are taking place. The problem you have is that even when you have the biggest lie you could think of, you know, the sky is purple. The problem with propaganda is when you repeat something over and over and over again, and if it's not challenged, mm -hmm. people believe it's the truth. At least part of the people. Yeah. And so you yeah. always have to be careful. You don't want to magnify the messages on social media by giving them too much attention, but you can't ignore them either. You want to make sure that you, you challenge propaganda and the history of propaganda over the ages has always shown that it is a very powerful force. And so it's always important to challenge propaganda. And that's what we do with the climate deniers. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. So, Jiral, uh, like, oh, how do you think an individual you know, can contribute to tackle the climate action. I mean, you know, any individual, a young person or of any age, wherever they are in the world, right? So, you know, uh, do they uh, start posting about what they are doing on social media or any action, little actions, uh, how they can start with? It's a very good question. And the important thing, first of all, is do something. But what mm -hmm. you do is a personal choice. You know, you don't have to do it on Twitter. You don't have to do it in Facebook. You don't have to follow anybody. You don't have to mm -hmm. be like Greta Thunberg. If you want to be, that's great. You know, yeah. the important thing is that what you're doing with your own life. So how you control your own greenhouse gases and emissions. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other part is the engagement part. It could be around friends or uh, in the office or at school. It can be on mm -hmm. social media. It is important mm -hmm. to try to engage, but engage in a way that you feel comfortable about. Don't try to do something you don't like. I'll give you an example on the Friends of Climate Brawl. Sure. It become pretty heated with some of these climate deniers. They're, they're bullies and the anger and the aggressiveness comes through in their tweets and they're attacking you constantly. Uh, that isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. But there are friends that they don't necessarily directly engage with the climate deniers, but they support those that do. They'll send us nice comments, they will like our tweets, they will retweet our tweets. That is an important contribution because it's magnifying mm -hmm. messages as we go along. And so that's just another example of what you can do as it goes on. I'll give you another example. My, my wife and I, we were never activists in our lives. And when the global climate strike took place, I guess at the fall of, of 2019, we went yeah. and we were among the activists that marched in Ottawa. There was about 20, 25,000 of us. We had never done it before. And, and we're so glad we had, we had done it. Now, I haven't done one since. Uh, but it doesn't mean that I won't if it comes up, but it's just another example. Do what you feel is comfortable, but please do something. The last question, the last point I'll make about that is that mm -hmm. an important aspect is voting. Because when it comes down to it, it's corporations and politicians that are really going to make the big difference in the end. We all mm -hmm. come about our politicians of not doing enough. 
but we always have yeah. to remember in most cases we're electing those politicians and so just mm -hmm. be very careful when you vote that you vote for people yeah. that are not climate deniers for example absolutely yeah i mean you have that power so utilize it you know consciously that's very important and i really love your message that um, you know do just if everyone just start taking care of their greenhouse gases then you know collectively it becomes bigger right then not necessary that you need to follow anyone just be conscious in your daily actions that's going to help immensely to the planet that was a wonderful message so general my last question to you is any message you would like to you know pass on to the world like right? uh, to the leaders or the individuals anything what would you like to say I, I, as I said before, I deal a lot with the politics of the climate crisis. And the important message to me, and I think this is a very important one, it's mm -hmm. not the job of politicians to judge mm -hmm. whether science is right or wrong. That's the job mm -hmm. of scientists. It's done in the peer-reviewed yeah. literature. And politicians mm -hmm. don't have the skills or the ability to properly judge. What politicians are there for is not to argue over the science, which is, for example, in the US, it's the only thing they've ever done among their politicians in Congress, for example. And it's true in other countries, Australia, we have some of this in Canada as well. You probably have some of this in, in India. Uh, most countries yeah. have some, some have more. The important mm -hmm. point is if we're gonna do something about the climate crisis, the starting point is people have to accept the science. That's not up for discussion. And the IPCC yeah. reports are the best guide of what that science is. It's nicely laid out, it's mm -hmm. actually written for politicians. The job of politicians are to decide what mm -hmm. should be done on what the science is telling them. Now, that's telling, a yeah. different discussion, but it has to be the discussion we're having. Again, no more discussion among politicians about the validity of the science is ridiculous and it's the ma major stumbling block we have right now exactly and i think uh, the recent movie don't look up is uh, you know a great example for the message you are trying to convey so yeah thank you so much for this insightful conversation and giving me your time i'm so honored to have you on my podcast and i just hope and wish that uh, you know more more people comes out and you know more people just start taking climate action and the uh, the number of climate deniers just get reduced and you know more people join the friends of uh, you know the climate troll so yeah thank you so much for your time gerald oh my pleasure it was so kind of you to have me on your on your your podcast and uh, i absolutely <laughs> and again <laughs> We can do this. We fight the good fight together. And that's the important thing to do. And we do that together. We will eventually get this done. The critical part is we don't have much time. So we got to start getting moving on this. But we do have time and we do have the ability to stop the climate crisis. Absolutely. Together we can do more and we will continue fighting until we achieve the global climate target. That's what, uh, you know, uh, people like me or the other climate activists they are you know trying for they are striving for it so thank you so much and to all my audience keep listening to eco friendly kind words stay tuned